Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Alliant Health Solutions podcast, Making Healthcare Better. My name is Rakia Campbell. I'm, my, I'm your host today. Um, today joining me is Danny Achia, and he is the Quality Improvement Director for Network 14 and Alliant Health Solutions. So thank you for joining me today, Danny. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so please share with us a little bit about what you do for Alliant in your current role. Yes, thank you. Uh, well, first of all, I am a dialysis nurse, a nephrology nurse certified, uh, and my experience comes from way back in the day when I started as a dialysis technician. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, I have the opportunity to be the quality improvement director for Network 14 and Alliant, and basically, we oversee dialysis operations for the uh, state of Texas. When mm-hmm. I say operations, we do a lot of quality improvement projects. We try to improve uh, rates of transplant, we try to decrease infections, and everything is related to ESRD. ESRD stands for end-stage renal disease. These are mm-hmm. patients who are going into dialysis uh, to be able to sustain their lives. So anything dialysis related for the state of Texas, for Medicare beneficiaries, that's what we do at the ESRD network. And my role is to uh, oversee the quality improvement department where we have quality improvement coordinators and specialists. We look at data and basically find ways to make uh, dialysis better for uh, ESRD patients. Wonderful, wonderful. So your work is actually very necessary. Um, I know each year we have over 12,000 new dialysis patients that actually need care. And there's actually currently over 500,000 in care right now. So with that type of increase, there is definitely a need for nurses. But unfortunately, as many articles and and news uh, casts have said, there's a nationwide shortage of nurses right now. So what do you think is contributing to that? Yes, th- there is a shortage. There's always been. And um, I remember there is an article that I read from ANNA from the early 2000s um, where they estimated that there were about, I think it was something uh, close to 3 million uh, registered nurses in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And at the time, uh, the ratio was about 785 nurses per 100,000. Mm-hmm. population which which sounds crazy and astounding mm-hmm. to me yeah. in texas there is actually even a lower ratio i think it was around 600 nurses per hundred thousand oh my gosh um, <laughs> population yes <laughs> and, and so part of the problem on the shortage is that we already have a shortage mm-hmm. and dialysis within itself is a very unique specialty so when you have a shortage in general Mm -hmm. Uh, specialties like dialysis are going to be affected at an even greater scale Mm -hmm. because of the skill set that's necessary to be able to uh, be a dialysis nurse. And Mm -hmm. so that's part of the issue that we have already a national shortage. Mm -hmm. And when you start looking at specialties like dialysis, the shortage is even greater. Mm -hmm. Um, In general, there is a lack of awareness about ESRD or dialysis. A lot of patients, I'm sorry, a lot of people don't understand what that is. A lot of professionals, a lot of nurses don't even know uh, or have a general idea of what nephrology nursing um, is about. Mm 
And so you come out of nursing school not knowing anything about dialysis. There was only one little sentence that talked about dialysis. The terminology was very dated. Uh, they were talking about shunts, which we don't have those, uh, or is not called that since like the 80s. Mm -hmm. uh, we have fistulas, we have grafts. It can get very technical, but that gave me, uh, made me realize that uh, there is a lack of training. There's a lack of education in regards to dialysis. So that's another factor that will contribute to having mm -hmm. such a shortage for dialysis nurses. And, mm -hmm. you know, the other thing is that there's really no specific training other than the training on the job that mm -hmm. some of the providers actually have to give nurses because there is no uh, there is a shortage so they pretty much uh, hire any nurse uh, with clinical experience and they have to train these nurses to learn dialysis uh, over you know several months um, wow. so that they can become proficient at doing dialysis yeah Wow. So there really aren't a lot of nurses that actually have that um, specialty type of training or even awareness that, that those type of roles are available. Um, right. So when there are, um, so the dialysis nurses that are actually in the field right now, what are some of the challenges they face? Well, part of the same um, shortage, is mm -hmm. you can feel that when you are mm -hmm. in the field. Uh, so being short staff, a lot of times you can get overworked, you can be overwhelmed and you can experience some burnout. I remember experiencing some of that burnout, um, but it kind of comes in waves and you see nurses moving around. And a lot of times we always say that dialysis is such a small world because chances are uh, you work at a previous company mm -hmm. and then you know people who work there or somebody knows you or someone who knows your name. Mm -hmm. It's such a more small world because of that, mm -hmm. you know, there is a shortage. So most um, dialysis nurses actually work in two, sometimes even three different companies at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that can be challenging at times. Mm -hmm. um, you know, then, you know, the lack of training opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes there is a high rate of infections. And if you have a lot of catheters, which is a specific type of access that is placed on the patient, patient's uh, chest. Mm -hmm. And um, those catheters are difficult to treat and only a licensed uh, registered nurse can actually uh, manipulate uh, those type of accesses. So if you're already busy and then you have a lot of patients with catheters, you're the only person who can actually dialyze or get those patients started. Uh, and that adds a lot of work uh, to your workload on everything else that you're already doing. Wow. So it's challenging, but at the same time, um, it pushes you to learn and it really make your uh, critical skills uh, sharp mm -hmm. uh, working on a dialysis uh, treatment floor. I can imagine. I can imagine. Mm -hmm. So you described the challenges, but what are some of the actual benefits from being a dialysis nurse? Uh, well, one of the things that being a dialysis nurse um, that it, that prompted me to to become one is the fact that, like any other job in healthcare, it's very rewarding. But uh, I knew that there was a need. And dialysis because I was exposed to it as a mm -hmm. dialysis technician and I wanted to to make a difference uh, you get to know those patients very well mm -hmm. very well uh, mm -hmm. you see these patients three times a week typically and so you establish those connections with the patients and not just with the patients but with the families as well mm -hmm. so uh, you get to educate and it's a very well-rounded environment uh, very conducive to doing that mm -hmm. um, another uh, pro, if you will, is uh, job security, mm. because there is a lack of nurses mm -hmm. having knowledge for dialysis. And then if you possess that knowledge, 
then you are highly valued mm-hmm. and you'll never gonna have to worry about you know you never have to be worried about finding a job right. uh, within dialysis or even in the hospital because if you go into the hospital and mm-hmm. they know that you come from a dialysis floor which is considered high acuity mm-hmm. uh, they will hire you in a heartbeat absolutely yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah great benefits the schedules are usually flexible and i mentioned that a lot of people i used to work for three companies at the same time at some point mm-hmm. because it's three days a week and so yeah. you can do your full time in one facility you still have four days left and if yeah. you are a workaholic you can pick up <laughs> a couple of shifts here and there uh-huh. and it gives you that flexibility uh, you also know your schedule is set uh, it doesn't change uh, you know, from night day to night shift to day shift or weekends is usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. And you start a specific time very early in the morning. Yes, mm-hmm. you start around five in the morning, mm-hmm. but you're usually done by around 3.30 or 4 p.m. Wow. Um, wow. So that's that's something that you can uh, utilize to plan your week, to plan ahead. If you want to take a day off, you know that you have like two or three days in between, especially if it's the weekend. And like I said, you know, uh, with with the experience that you acquire working with these patients who have uh, so many comorbidities, you learn a, a lot about diabetes, you learn about hypertension, you get very familiar with all types of medications. Um, and so you add all these layers of uh, experience to mm-hmm. your resume, which, um, you know, having that under your belt makes you a very well-rounded nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you mentioned the nurse-patient relationship, which I imagine many um, in the medical field actually enter the field because of that, um, you know, initial contact that you're able to have with a patient and be able to make a difference in someone's life. So can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like I mentioned, you usually see these patients three times a week, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's how it's prescribed because they need to receive dialysis three times a week. Mm-hmm. And so you get to know these patients at a deeper level uh, that allows you to handle their cases a little bit better. You can actually teach them mm-hmm. about dialysis. And once you see these patients learning about their disease process, um, you start seeing uh, better outcomes. And so it gives you the opportunity to follow up and follow through. Um, for example, you know, as compared to a hospital, uh, if you work in med search or the ICU, yeah, in ICU you see patients that are, you know, who are there for several days, but in pretty bad shape. Uh, then they get discharged, and you never get to see them. Med search, you might see completely different set of patients every day, and so you have to start from zero and be done the same day, and you don't know what patients you're getting the following day usually. With dialysis, is very different because you get to know them by name. You memorize some of the medications they take. <laughs> you know how they actually respond to treatment, and so you know uh, who are the patients who actually tolerate dialysis better than others. You know, can I pull this much fluid on this patient? Yes, because this patient actually tolerates that very well. Hmm. So you can actually get them more involved. And like I said, um, it's, it's it's an investment to me when you mm-hmm. are able to work with patients like that, teach them about their disease process, because once they start understanding, they start mm-hmm. making be- better choices. They start, you know, understanding why do they have to take the medication at the time they have to take it? Why is mm-hmm. it important not mm-hmm. to skip a dialysis treatment? And then they start asking questions about the machine. You know, what is this? What is that? And that yeah. leads to other opportunities for them to actually start doing self-care 
learn how to place the needles and their axis and eventually maybe even go home and do a modality a home modality to where they can do dialysis at home wow. get listed for transplant i mean there is so much you can do and you mm -hmm. get to see the whole process from day one mm -hmm. when they come to the clinic and you do the admission process and they're in pretty bad shape usually recently discharged from the hospital and all that and you can start seeing how they progress how they change how they start losing all that fluid how their mind starts getting um, more sharp you know over time and and then you know it becomes one of those things where you see that their their, their quality of life just improving and it's such a rewarding thing to experience and to be a part of wow so there's not only benefits for the nurses there's benefit on the patient side because you you mentioned them taking a more of an investment in their own care building yeah. trust all of that great stuff so that's good it's a mutually beneficial type of arrangement it is and like i said uh, you know uh, i treat it as an investment because when i have patients who are that invested in their in their care i know mm -hmm. i'm going to have less complications when mm -hmm. i'm doing dialysis for them because they mm -hmm. do their part and it makes my job easier too Awesome. So if I'm a nurse and I'm interested in switching to being an ESRD nurse, what can I do? Um, there are several things that I will recommend. Uh, one of the things is you can start by um, looking at the actually the ESRD network website. We have a lot of information about ESRD, you know, and stage renal disease and dialysis and, um, you know, earlier uh, today you, you ask about what are some of the things that we do. Uh, here in Texas and my role and my responsibilities. And so mm -hmm. by looking at the ESRD network, you can see all the work that dialysis nurses actually do and the need that we have. You know, just for example, um, I can tell you that, you know, we have projects uh, where we uh, increase, you know, home dialysis, where we increase uh, transplant waiting list, where we decrease uh, bloodstream infections in dialysis patients. We have decreased hospitalizations by almost 2% this year. We provide mm. technical support, emergency, emergency assistance mm -hmm. um, during hurricanes and things like that. So that's a good place to kind of get your feet wet and understand what ESRD looks like in Texas mm -hmm. and all the opportunities that you have to actually learn about these things. And then um, you can also um, look at more specific sources of information like um, if you're in a hospital, maybe contact uh, your supervisor and see if you can do a rotation in the mm -hmm. dialysis unit once you have a general idea of what dialysis is about. Mm -hmm. um, you can go online and see, you can Google facilities mm -hmm. in your area because dialysis facilities are everywhere yeah it's almost it's almost like starbucks if the one <laughs> if the one you wanted to go to is closed you go to the one across the street right <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah and so they are everywhere and so uh -huh. you can go online and they are always always continuously hiring mm -hmm. they will pay you for training mm -hmm. they will give you all the um uh, the knowledge and the education that you need to become a dialysis nurse or even a dialysis technician, you don't necessarily have to be a nurse right mm -hmm. off the bat. Um, and then that's how I started. And yeah. then, you know, um, you can still work at the hospital or whatever current job you have because of the flexibility you have on the schedule with dialysis. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and if you don't work in a hospital or you don't have a job right now, uh, which I doubt it, I mean, right now nursing is crazy, mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, you can still do the same. You can, you know, look articles online, you can look at the ESRD network, 
to learn about uh, ESRD, man, you can find my information there and give me a call. I'll be mm -hmm. more than happy to answer any questions that you have. And then um, again, just Google facilities, ask if they are hiring and they will give you that information. Another really good uh, source of information is ANNA, the American okay. Nephrology Nurses Association. Okay. They have chapters all over the country. Uh, they are all they all stem from the national office, the um, ANA national office, so they all have the same information. Mm -hmm. And and I'm actually very involved with our local uh, ANA chapter here in Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. But uh, we always offer a variety of uh, events to mm -hmm. educate nurses and um, professionals. Uh, we provide uh, CEs, so you can use those uh, towards renewing your license. Mm -hmm. And it's a great um, community. Uh, we always have events. We usually have them in person too, but now with COVID is more difficult. But mm -hmm. we usually have a lot of networking opportunities. And so ANNA is another great resource uh, where you can get education for free, where you can find connections with other nurses. And they even have an employment um, link or section on their website where you can post positions mm -hmm. or you can actually find uh, jobs through, through the ANNA network. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, our hope is that today's episode will definitely increase more awareness around the need for specifically ESRD nurses and, you know, offer some options for those that are in the medical field that are looking for something new and different to do, um, especially since there's just such a high demand, um, you know, getting more nurses in that line of work will be able to help more people. Overall. Absolutely. So that's yeah. great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Ruki. I really appreciate the opportunity. And like I said, I'm here. If anybody wants to ever give me a call, learn more about dialysis, feel free to find my information on the ESRD Network by Alliant mm -hmm. website, and we'll take it from there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you all for joining us today for the Alliant Health Solutions Making Healthcare Better podcast. Thank you.